0: Chapter 8 of Jewish Fairy Tales and Legends. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Kathleen. Jewish Fairy Tales and Legends by Gertrude Landa, the Beggar King. Proud King Haggai sat on his throne in state, and the high priest, standing by his side, read from the Holy Book as was his daily custom he read these words for riches are not for ever and doth the crown endure to every generation cease cried the king who wrote those words they are the words of the holy book answered the high priest give me the book commanded the king with trembling hands the high priest placed it before his majesty king haggai gazed earnestly at the words that had been read and he frowned raising his hand he tore the page from the book and threw it to the ground i haggai am king he said and all such passages that offend me shall be torn out he flung the volume angrily from him while the high priest and all his courtiers looked on in astonishment i have heard enough for to-day he said too long have i delayed my hunting expedition let the horses be got ready he descended from the throne stalked haughtily past the trembling figure of the high priest and went forth to the hunt soon he was riding furiously across an open plain toward a forest where a wild stag had been seen a trumpet sounded the signal that the deer had been driven from its hiding-place and the king urged his horse forward to be the first in the chase his majesty's steed was the swiftest in the land quickly it carried him out of sight of his nobles and attendants but the deer was surprisingly fleet and the king could not catch up with it coming to a river the animal plunged in and swam across scrambling up the opposite bank its antlers caught in the branch of a tree and the king arriving at the river gave a cry of joy now i have thee he said springing from his horse and divesting himself of his clothing he swam across with naught but a sword as he reached the opposite bank however the deer freed itself from the tree and plunged into a thicket the king with his sword in his hand followed quickly but no deer could he see instead he found lying on the ground beyond the thicket a beautiful youth clad in a deerskin he was panting as if after a long run The king stood still in surprise, and the youth sprang to his feet. I am the deer, he said. I am a genie, and I have lured thee to this spot, proud king, to teach thee a lesson for thy words this morning. Before King Haggai could recover from his surprise, the youth ran back to the river and swam across. Quickly he dressed himself in the king's clothes and mounted the horse just as the other hunters came up they thought the genie was king haggai and they halted before him let us return said the genie the deer has crossed the river and has escaped king haggai from the thicket on the opposite side watched them right away and then flung himself on the ground and wept bitterly there he lay until a woodcutter found him what do you hear asked the man i am king haggai returned the monarch thou art a fool said the woodcutter thou art a lazy good for not to talk so come carry my bundle of sticks and i will give thee food and an old garment in vain the king protested the woodcutter only laughed the more and at last losing patience he beat him and drove him away tired and hungry and clad only in the rags which the woodcutter had given him king haggai reached the palace late at night i am king haggai he said to the guards but roughly they bade him begone. and after spending a wretched night in the streets of the city his majesty next morning was glad to accept some bread and milk offered to him by a poor old woman who took pity on him he stood at a street corner not knowing what to do little children teased him others took him for a beggar and offered him money later in the day he saw the genie ride through the streets on his horse all the people bowed down before him and cried long live the king woe is me cried haggai in his wretchedness i am punished for my sin in scoffing at the words of the holy book he saw that it would be useless for him to go to the palace again and he went into the fields and tried to earn his bread as a laborer he was not used to work however and but for the kindness of the very poorest he would have died of starvation he wandered miserably from place to place until he fell in with some blind beggars who had been deserted by their guide joyfully he accepted their offer to take the guide's place months rolled by and one morning the royal heralds went forth and announced that good king haggai would give a feast a week from that day to all the beggars in the land from far and near came beggars in hundreds to partake of the king's bounty and haggai stood among them with his blind companions in the courtyard of the palace waiting for his majesty to appear he knew the place well and he hung his head and wept his majesty will speak to each one of you who are his guests today," cried a herald and one by one they passed into the palace and stood before the throne when it came to haggai's turn he trembled so much that he had to be supported by the guards the genie on the throne and haggai looked long at each other art thou too a beggar said the genie nay gracious majesty answered haggai with bent head i have sinned grievously and have been punished i am but the servant of a troop of blind beggars to whom i act as guide the genie king signed to his courtiers that he desired to be left alone with haggai then he said haggai i know thee i see that thou hast repented it is well Now canst thou resume thy rightful place. Gracious majesty, said Haggai, I have learned humility and wisdom. The throne is not for me. The blind beggars need me. Let me remain in their service. It cannot be, said the genie. I see that thou art truly penitent. Thy lesson is learned, and my task is done. I will see that the blind beggars lack not. With his own hands he placed the royal robes on Haggai and himself donned those of the beggar. When the courtiers returned, they saw no difference. King Haggai sat on the throne again, and nowhere in the whole world was there a monarch who ruled more wisely or showed more kindness and sympathy to all his subjects. End of chapter eight.